Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray, in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Hey, Anyasea, this is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. Don't y'all know, it has been a real one this week. It has been so much going on. Let me give you a few details of what's been uh, transpired. Last Sunday, I was in a car accident, but God, because of his love and protection and his kind mercies upon me and my daughter, my middle daughter, that we did not suffer any damage to the car, to us, or to the lady, or to her car. But don't you know that the enemy really wanted to come in? And at the time that was being transpired, that I wasn't able to really want to speak out and say anything or talk. I just wanted to make sure that my daughter was more than all right. I just want to make sure that I was all right and that the lady was all right. See, people can understand and know that, you know, material things can be replaced, but not a person's life. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Material things can be replaced, but it's because I am so happy and grateful and thankful to God. For him having his mercy, his kindness and protection on my family. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm thankful. And I'm thankful for understanding and knowing that God was able to be in the midst of everything. And no matter what people say, no matter what people do, he is always there in the midst. And I have to keep that on my mind and in my heart throughout the whole entire process. And I'm gonna say it like this, I'm getting ready to get some things transitioned. And I know that, you know, sometimes we all gotta go through a lot of different shifts. We gotta go through different levels in God. We gotta get prepared with our hearts and our minds. We gotta cut some things out. We have to start repairing and reproving and Oh my God, just so many different things. But in the midst of it all, keep God in the whole entire process. Let me say that one more time. Keep God in the whole entire process. And I understand my condolences go out to everyone that has lost their life as a having a family member to lose, child a husband, a wife, or just a family member, my condolences go out to everyone. And I just want to let you know that God is still there and he still wants to be able to be a part of your life. I don't know who this is for, but it dropped in my spirit that, you know, God really does care. And he's not saying that as a cliche. He's not saying that, you know, as to fix things just for a temporary fix. That's the enemy. He loves you irregardless. And he wants you to come out of what you're in. Now let's jump into this because this is something that I had to honestly sit there. And it's been on my heart. And I mean, I've gotten so many confirmations on this. So my topic is, I am being selective. I am choosing to negate, to uh, be in a particular place and point in my life and in my time and in this moment where I have to put away a lot of different things. 
And I have to choose how to monitor what I see as all movies and what I participate in and what I am, you know, conversations listening to. Uh, what am I watching? Movies and, you know, TV shows and I mean, music and I mean, just different things. And uh, music videos used to be, you know, the big, huge one when I was um, growing up. And now it has become so perverted and so, so provocative, so, so tainted, as I can say it. And I can choose what I eat, what I put in my body, what becomes a part of me, whether my weight is going up and down. I have to choose to, you know, be selective about my fasting, my prayer, my my choice and portions of what I eat and what I take in and what I have to be able to um, put in my body and know it's going to be nourishment and not just me eating on the fly. Now, keeping keeping point in contact, I was like, wait a minute, God, you know, and then he said, you have to choose to what you're going to respond to, like the negative uh, connotations, the negative comments or the positive ones, some things that are uplifting and motivative. And, you know, sometimes the tone of people that becomes a whole different animal. And let me tell you, sometimes I have to hold my tongue and I have to honestly sit there and have to see, you know, my response and have to be slow to anger <laughs> and slow to speak in so many different ways because I'm starting to learn that it's not the person that is yelling, that is contributing the negativity, sometimes they're just broken people and they seek you out because they see the anointing on you. I'm going to say that for, you know, I've learned that through so many conversations this week, this week, my sisters in Christ, I mean, they honestly was hitting it right on the nail. They were able to honestly sit there and tell me sometimes it's not even the person that is talking. It's the spirit. It's that um, affliction, that depression, that uh, hurt, that that church hurt, that type of just that that type of in, intensity in that person. And that speaking that negativity, that that audaciousness, the audacity that you have that, oh, you don't want to you don't want to afflict it on somebody else that is not of God. But you're going to do it to the person that is of God. I mean, it's been so much. And then at the same time, I have to understand that I got to be selective about what I choose to respond to. Is it always that I have to respond to that? God was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because I understand that certain people can be able to afflict so much pain and so much strife that so many people will, you know, pass away because of these internal uh, mind boggling, soul chasing inflictions on other people because of their voice or their character or how they perceive themselves for you to be. They put their own inflictions of how they think or perceive you're going to be or how you're going to respond onto you. Your children, I've heard some, you know, I've, I've seen where children will inflict that on their parents. And sometimes the parents will do the reverse and afflict it on their children. And some of these children don't even get to heal properly because sometimes the parents pass away and that was a lasting impression that was given to the child. Come on now, this is something that is totally, you know, supportive and understanding of that it becomes deep. It becomes truly effective that even the words of our mouths, because, you know, unanimously, unanimous, uh, some people say sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Mm -mm. Yes, it will. It, it will definitely. But 
let's let's just go ahead and get into this. And I know that I've been beating Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah up for the past couple of times, but it has been juicy, okay? It has been mind-blowing how Nehemiah has been able to sit there and know who he is, whom's he is, and walk in it. I mean, my brother has sat there and set the standard for us today. So let's get into it. Nehemiah 2 and 19. But when Sazbat the Horite and Tobiah the servant, the Amorite, and Gishmun the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despise us and said what is this thing that ye do will ye rebel against the king see i had to go back to that because god was pulling out some some just details juicy details and what they were really honestly doing were sitting here and saying to Nehemiah and the people, are you going to go against what, you know, the king has already said, what the king has declared, but Nehemiah knew better. Let me say that one more time. He didn't entertain what was going on when they were saying it, because when verse 20, then answered I them. And said unto them, come on now, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Then answered I them and said unto them, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his, his servants, will arise and build. But ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. See, what Nehemiah was telling them, point blank period, is that you have no right to be sitting here and saying the things that are already not in your preview. He's telling them just point blank period, what business is it? that we are building the walls of Jerusalem. See, you don't have no birth right here. You weren't for, you weren't from here. You you didn't you didn't resonate from here. You didn't live here. You didn't work you didn't work in Jerusalem. You didn't have any birthright. You didn't have any obligations to God to be here. So why are you here? And oh by the way, just for you to know that if you really don't know, let me tell you something, we're still going to build and we're going to do it the way that God wanted us to do. Oh my God. See, that's the thing. He became and had selective attention hearing. <laughs> wait a minute. Pastor, is that a right? That it, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. What's that terminology? See, in psychology, it's called selective attention. And I said, is this a is this a true thing, God? And I looked it up. Yes, it is. It's from the website BetterHelp. Horn is the author, 20, 2022. Excuse me. Selective attention is the process by which the human brain directs its attention a infinite resource to a singular thing for a time. Let me say that one more time. For the selective attention is the process by which the human brain directs its attention, a infinite resource to a singular thing for a time, to the exclusion of external stimuli. Whatever you have going on with the TV on or the computer going on, or you're trying to read a book, you sit there and you shut that all of that down in order for your brain to focus on that book. And while you're sitting here with the external stimuli, when heavenly consecrated on untangling a knot, for example, for instance, the brain might engage selective attention and lose the ability. Let me say this one more time. Lose the ability to hear background noises. 
or even noises from a distance or from someone even distinctly calling your name. See, because you've been so concentrated on that singular thing that you cannot be able to be bothered with something else or several other things that might try to grab your attention. Lord, I was like, okay, God, so you're telling me that while all of these people are coming up against Nehemiah, he didn't even bother to even sit there and get his attention span to be going shifting towards them. But he set his focus and his eyes on who God is for himself in him. And he made sure that the people in Jerusalem knew that it was God was the purpose for them to be there and for the purpose of them having to build the wall. And that was the singular thing that they needed to keep them going. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care how many people have declared you dead. I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. I'm talking about family members, mother, father, sister, brother, cousins, aunts, uncles that have declared you, written you off as the black sheep of the family or the people that sit there and honestly discount you, abuse you, manipulate you, and then sit up there and have the audacity to go ahead and misuse you at the same time while they're smiling at you. See, the true intent of people's hearts are starting to come out now. I'm going to say this one more time. It becomes so much vital for you to keep going, to, to keep going and know who God is for yourself and to have an intimate relationship with God. So much so that it says in the word that my sheep know my voice. And they know how to hearken unto his voice. It becomes more and more that I know my master's voice. And anyone else that would come nigh to me, and I'm just paraphrasing, I would not respond to them. See, I understand that certain people think that, you know, we should be like, um, at this point in time, we should be more solid in God. But that's not so. Everybody's relationship with God is totally different. My relationship with God is totally different than your relationship with God. But best be made known. Get a relationship. Start even just for a time. Sometimes when you're praying in the morning before you start anything in your day, wake up and tell God, thank you. Simply thank you. And go from there. Sometimes give God an hour, sometimes two hours. And then you will see that your, your relationship with God is growing. It's maturing because you're praying to him. You're talking to him because you want to be around him. And because you're trying to be what? Obedient, just like Nehemiah. Nehemiah could have been the cupbearer and stayed right there and said, you know what? I didn't hear what God said. But that's not what Nehemiah was. That wasn't his character. God wanted him to shift things because he saw and heard in his heart. See, that's the thing. When you know for a fact that your, your country, your way of life, your principles, the way that you used to live, the values that you been able to uphold in your family and it's been going down through generations and generations and now it is being hmm, hmm, it has become disdained it has become a warfare zone it has become such a disgrace it has become so saddened just like the United States just like other countries and you don't want to see this and not sit there and want to get something done about it. Let me say this one more time. Let me say this. If you knew, for example, you knew a good friend of yours was going through something 
You would want to, within everything in your power, to help that person. Whether it's alcoholism or um, sexual assault, anything that's going on in their lives, you want to help them because you love them that much. That's how Nehemiah loved his homeland. That's how he loved God. Because he knew the relationship he had with God was vital. That's the way that we need to be able to be when people have you at a disadvantage and they sit there and be mean to you. God wants you to go up a different level. Let me say that one more time. People can put you in so many different situations that will make you act out of character. But at the same exact time, God gives you that selective hearing, selective viewpoint, attention, selective attention. That he wants you to become a whole different individual through the whole entire process. He wants you to be just as his son. Just to get close to knowing how it is and and how it is to be. See, we're not perfect. No one's perfect. But God is trying to give us a chance to start working out the things that we need to work out. Whether we have the lack of prayer time, whether we have a lack of fasting, whether we have a lack of meditating on the word and meditation means to be consistently Thinking, pondering, having to be a part of your life, sometimes writing down scriptures in your and placing them, placing them in strategic places in your viewpoint, such as your car, your purse, uh, your notebook, your um, mirrors and different places where you know that you obviously look every day. And it becomes a daily routine with you. I don't never, ever want to get to a place where I don't stop loving where I came from. That I don't stop loving the viewpoints and the different ways that it makes me feel when I hear, you know, welcome to this destination. I never want to feel like that. Because once you start feeling like that, that's a part of you that's going to weep and moan for that place. And I know that this may have been a difficult kind of understanding or comprehension for some people, but let me let me make this very plain and blunt to you. Be picky about who you are around. Be picky about what you listen to, music, uh, anything that's going into your subconscious, conscious, whatever you are looking at. I'm talking about movies, um, TV, uh, listening to commercials uh, and hearing. See, the enemy wants to use your eye gate, your ear gate to be able to keep you bound. Rise above it. Oh, it's easy for you to say, no, it's not. Because I have some things that I would like to sit there and honestly, I listen to things and I hear things, but God is telling me you can't respond to that like that. You can't act like that. (laughs) There is distinct difference between holiness and unholiness. And then at the same time, we are trying to be the ambassadors for God. We are trying to bring light into the situation and not hardship, not confusion, not misunderstandings, just the bona fide truth. Now, I want to go also into Nehemiah 4, the fourth chapter. And I was honestly looking at, and I know the third chapter is telling what, who did what on the wall and how they repaired it. And I want you to go back, please, and read that because it becomes more and more apparent. It may just be for you names, but God was able to get these people, these mighty people to go on 
one singular hmm, journey to do what was right for their people. So please go back and read that chapter. But I wanted to skip over to chapter four. And I wanted to go down to the third verse. And it says, now Tobiah the Amorite was was by him. And he said, even that which they build, if a fox goes up, he shall even break down their stone wall. He was saying that the structure and that the builders were not able to have a firm foundation after they have built this wall. And to be having that kind of audacity to sit there and honestly talk about someone else's building. But you are not on the right side. This is what the enemy does. Men and women of God, he comes in and he accuses. He sits there and he plots and he plans on what he's going to tell God about you. And then at the same time, he goes and he mocks the people of God. Now, I want to sit here and I want to go down to verse four. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Verse five, and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Let me say this one more time. It was apparent that when they sat there and put their mouths on God's people, don't you know? That is their right to sit there and go back and talk to God about what the enemy just said. Do you understand? But see, when they went back and told God what they said, it wasn't about what they said that provoked them. It's about them sitting up there, not against them now, but provoked them because what God told them through Nehemiah to do. See, that's the thing. Why are you going to go against what God has already ordained? God has already put his, his plan into motion and you want to sit there and speak up against God? Something's wrong with you. Have you bumped your head? And these people have. So when they did that, he honestly said, God, let me tell you, I'm, 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 I'm sitting up here and I'm thinking something is totally off. For you to sit there and speak up against God. And that's what a lot of this world is doing now. They're portraying God as a lesser being. They're portraying God as a human. And they're being so disrespectful towards God. Do you understand this? I'm going to say this one more time. Men and women of God stand up when they sit there on these SNL skits and everything else and sitting up here and being so disrespectful to who God is, you need to say something. Because see, the world thinks that we accept that as the church. And let me say this for the people in the back, we are the church. Not a building, but the person. So when you see something, you need to say something. That is not right. So you don't do that to the Muslims. You don't do that to anybody else's faith, but you do that to Christianity. Why? Because you think nobody's going to say anything. And don't you know, saints of the most high, you need to be saying something. You are selective about how you want your children to be raised. You're selective about what you want to eat and walk and talk and everything else. But you're not selective about how people know who you are as a Christian, as a kingdom building person. Let me say it like this. 
We serve the true God. I'm talking about the one from all the way from Genesis to Revelations. His name is the great I am, the El Shaddai, Elohim, Rapha, God. That's more than enough. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God. But y'all want to sit up here and take what the enemy is saying about God. And y'all have the audacity to say your kingdom? No, 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 no. Let me say, oh, no, 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 no. Let me go back. Verse six. So build we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people have a mind to what? Work. Let me say that one more time. So build we the wall and all the wall was joined together until the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work. Don't you know that during this elective process of attention, God was giving that singular, singular habit to do what he says do. That's what God is calling for us to do now. Obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And he was giving them the mind to work. That means their mental capacity was locked into what God needed for them to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Their consciousness, subconsciousness said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I'm obedient to what God needs for me to do. Are you doing the same thing? Oh, let me, I'm going to say that one more time. Are you doing the same thing that God has told you to do? Have you cut those people off that God told you to do? Man or woman, family member, don't care. Because some of these people will take you to hell quicker than anything. Because they don't want to see you successful. They don't want to see you doing better than them. They want you to be at the low end when God needs for you to be at a point in your life where you can be able to do what he says do. Are you being obedient in your finances when God tells you to save when you spend? Let me say this one more time. I'm just going to be hitting everything. Did God tell you to get rid of those secret habits you've been still doing? Didn't God tell you, I don't care if you're saved and been in God for a long time or you're just now getting into God? See, God is trying to give you time. And God is giving you that grace period, that mercy time where he's telling you, I need you to be selective. Hear me now through Internet, Facebook, YouTube. What is it? Instagram, all of those platforms. He's trying to be and let you know, having your attention. As one sister told me, God is not just calling your name. He's shaking you from your slumber. And I don't know why so many people don't want to respond to God because there is a number that is, you know, called, but few are chosen. That is in the word of God. And for the select few of us, we need to be right and tight and start getting God and doing what God says do in order. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I choose to do what I need to do for God. Because I see the obedience. I'd rather be in God and be not found in God. Because when you're out there with the enemy, playing patty cake with the enemy, don't you know? That's deadly. The enemy don't love you. He's only there for a temporary fix. He's only there for such a time. And that's it. And then next thing you know. He's got you locked in on a relationship. He's got you having soul ties. He has you having children with this person and knowing you're not supposed to be with that person. Let me say that one more time. He gets you caught up on drugs, sex, all this other stuff that's going on, social media, all this other stuff. So that when you get so captivated, but you're not hearing from God. See, God can be sitting there, you know, I miss you. I miss our time, 
Oh yeah, I I, I will take care of that. Um, um, you know, I I I'll I'll take care of it. And then you're pushing God further, further away. There was a preacher that says, you know, the reason why the enemy is present in order for you to know to get on your hands and knees every day to thank God that you have God right by you. See, the enemy reminds you just how human you are and your flaws. But God reminds you just how mercy and grateful and wonderfully made you are. I said, whoa. I had to pause. Because some of us don't really value who God is in our lives. Some of y'all don't understand that there are demons and imps and all these different things that are out there that's willing to destroy you. Because God's love, tender, mochi, grace is upon you. Divine calling, divine favor is upon you. But you don't even have a few two seconds just to say thank you to God. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care how big your home is, how fancy your car is. The only reason why you got what you have is because of God. And it's not because of the enemy. And I'm talking about the ones that are in God. I'm talking about the ones that you know you should have been dead yesterday. Come on now, I'm going to say it like that. Because that's that, that I'm putting my hands up too. Don't you know I have been in some touch and go situations and medical procedures and having to go through operations and I don't even know if I was going to wake up. But I pray my prayer, God... I'm absent from this body. So I'm going to be present with you. Don't you know that puts me at my heart and my mind at peace when I said that. And they didn't even give me incentives. They didn't give me any sleeping medicine. I just went to sleep. Don't you know that's God's grace and mercy? And when I woke up from the surgery... Thank you, Lord. And I was able to open up my eyes and my husband was there. And my children were there. Don't you know? Hmm. I had to honestly say, I thank you, God. Because he heard my prayer. See, some of y'all don't want to realize or recognize that God is not a God for a jack-in-a-box situation. Let me say that one more time. I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to tell you, jack-in-a-box is when you had a um, a puppet, pretty much, and you would, you know, turn the crank on the side, and it would have some type of music. And as many times as you cranked it up, depending on how slow and how fast, he was going to pop up and, you know, scare you or surprise you. God isn't like that. So give God the respect and do that he's due every day. Stop sitting up here and thinking he's a genie in the bottle too. God ain't like that either. So cut it out. God is not here to make your wishes come through. True. Oh my God. That is absolutely false. We're here to do God's bidding. We don't, he don't have to choose us. I mean, let me tell you something. He's got so many people, willing people to do what's right. But he knew you were going to answer the call. And even when you don't want to keep doing what you're doing, you want to go back to wherever, you know, in the enemy's camp. I don't want to go back. And I'm personally telling you, don't go back because that's when the enemy wants to kill you. He sees you out there by yourself, alone and not without God. That's a deadly situation. 
But let me go back and say this. See, some people, and I don't know why I'm, this is not even in my notes. Let me say that first and foremost. But I want you to know when you get an intimate relationship with the Lord, he becomes so much more that you just crave to be with him. You want to worship, you want to adorn, you want to have conversations. You just want to have that peace, that path of all understanding. And I'm grateful for the time. Because God gives you time, whether it's an hour, two hours, five hours, ten hours. I'm just grateful for being in his heavenly presence. Start spending more time with God. Because even though you're not like Nehemiah hmm, on Jerusalem's wall, you still have a wall that you need to repair. Whether it's around your heart, both physically and mentally or spiritually. From past hurts and past boyfriend, girlfriend situations or church hurt or mother, father, you know, parents. You have so much turmoil. And God is calling you to recognize it and letting him help you mend it. Or he will give you a whole different hmm, torn down. And rebuild wall with him. But it's up to you and him. But let me go back. Through verses 4 and 6. When they said. When Tobiah the Amorite said that. I'm grateful and thankful that Nehemiah. And the people spoke up. I'm grateful and thankful that when. They heard what was going on. They said, God, do you hear what he just said? Do you hear what they just said about what you told us to do? And it becomes so indignant because they know what God said. And they stayed on the wall. And I love this, so please go and read it all together. But I'm taking bits of it because I needed it in order for us to understand. And it says, verse 8, and conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. I'm talking about, you know, Sazbat and Tobiah and all these different people came to, wanted to come to Jerusalem to sabotage the people. But then at the same time, verse 9, and I am just so blessed to hear this. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God. I'm talking about the God of all. And set a watch against them day and night because of them. Let me say that one more time. Because they knew the situation and how critical it was, they set up a time for when one is asleep, the other one is keeping watch and they have a weapon. While one is up and they transition. Come on now, this is God. When they're sitting up here and transitioning, they're of one accord and one mind. They know their purpose and their plan in God, but they're still in one accord. See, men and women of God, we are on the same purpose to do what God says do, to get the people and bring them back home. And then three, we got to go home. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, we have to be able first to serve God and do what he says do. Bring the people in that need God, that are willing to sacrifice and, and go the distance. And no, they're not always gonna come from, you know, good homes. They're not always gonna be not, you know, just 
good background. Some of them will be in been in prison, tattooed up, smoking marijuana, all of this other stuff, drinking, cussing, all of that stuff they used to do. But God sat there and said, I see something different in them. I see the brokenness and I see everything that needs to be repaired and I need them to come in. So child, go and get them so they can come home. I have seen so much a lack of evangelism. That means going out and preaching the good news of God. The good news of Jesus Christ. The good news that being able to love God and do what God says doing that this walk is sometimes it's going to have bad days. But don't you know the good days outweigh the bad days. So I'm not going to complain. See, so many people want to murmur and, and moan. Well, why do I got to go through this and all this other stuff? And then God is like, you know what? You're done. Are you seriously done? Now wipe your, you know, let me wipe your face. Let me slap you around and let you know that I'm God. Now let's go. Paraphrasing, all right? But I'm just saying, sometimes it gets cumbersome. And just when you're about to get up, just when you're about to throw in the towel, God comes in and he's like, okay, you know what? You, you know what? Let me go ahead and answer their prayer. You know what? Let me go ahead and take care of their child and let that child come home. You know what? This Their family member, they've been, you know, praying to me and the cancer has came in. You know what? Let me heal them. You know what? And even when we don't like this one. You know what? Their family member has been suffering. I need to take them home with me to 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 for them to get repaired. Oh, come on now. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. That's what God does. That's what he does. He comes in when not on our time, but his time. His time is perfect. We sing that song, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. You may not come when he wants you to, but he's right on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. I don't own the rights to that. But you know what? I would honestly tell you that no matter what comes, no what goes, what is placed up and what has been torn down, I don't care how people sit here and see society changing and rearranging, but the church, the church should be saying something. I choose to live the way that God wants me to live and not the way society wants me to live. I choose. To be selective about who I am around and what sits there and drives me and motivates. I choose. Oh, come on now. I choose to be able to be around this person because I know this person is going to be able to help edify me, anoint me, and appoint me. But also at the same time, I know that that's coming from God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I choose to be around this man and woman of God because I know they're sitting up here and they're feeding into my spiritual man. But you know what? I know all of that is coming from God and not them. I choose to be a blessing. I choose to be anointing and not be a hindrance to people. I choose to sit there and know what they've been doing and talking bad about me. But yet and still, I choose to still smile. Because I know God is going to have me above it all. Come on now. I choose to be like Nehemiah. And the people that sat there and saw what was going on and how critical it was for them. They didn't sit there and go home. They still sat there and took up arms and said, you know what? While one is sleeping, 
the other one will be remaining up on the wall to monitor and to be able to be in battle-ready formation. Y'all, y'all, come on now. Kingdom-minded people, we have to be able to be a little bit more strategic and know when the enemy is coming. Have our, have our oils, hmm, have our oil full. Have our body armor, the armor of God on, polished and shined and repaired. And if any damages have been able to be taken on from a battle, we can go back to God and get repaired. See, our, our, our battles is not with natural person, but in spiritual, in so many wicked high praises. So many wicked high places. And it says in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I love the oneness that one mind, one singular decision, one thing that they wanted to focus on was being obedient to God in the midst of all the chaos that was going on and to not stop working. Let me say that one more time. See, some of us want to get distracted about everything else, but we still don't want to work. Oh, wait, what you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Pastor? See, some of us don't want to work anymore. Oh, that's too cumbersome, God. We, you know, that that kind of gonna take a lot out of me. Do I do you really call me to be this and this? It ain't no let me I'm, let me say this. Let me say this. Title don't make me. That don't make me. What makes me is being obedient in God and doing what He says do. So that I can go and say and know that God is gonna tell me. Well done, that good and faithful servant. So titles don't make me and break me. But being obedient to God and also having the characteristics of his son makes a whole lot more difference than what the enemy has planned for me. Are we going to be done with Nehemiah? <laughs> I don't think so. But I wanted to let you know that Nehemiah has the right attitude. His people have the right attitude. Do we have the right attitude? Let me say that. Well, let me say that one more time. That's not even in my notes. Do we have the right attitude, the right way of contributing? Do we have the right mindset? Do Are we really to work and put things to action? Are we willing to go the distance? Are we willing to dig into our word and then not eat for a couple of days? Come on now, let me say this one more time. Are we willing to do the distance and do what God says do and go the distance? Do the distance. And go the distance just for God to be able to see and know you are working in his vineyard. So by the time that it's time for you to reap, God knows that you did it not for yourself, but to do it for his glory, his honor. I understand everybody may not understand this, and I keep saying that, but God needs for us as the men and women of God, kingdom-minded people, to do his bidding for his kingdom, not for the enemy, but for his kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's God. And everybody wants to sit here once again and say, well, you know, God, he let this purposely happen. And honestly, let me tell you something. If someone hurts you, that wasn't God's will nor purpose. I'm going to say that one more time. 
That wasn't God's will nor purpose. That was that person's choice. Don't let people's choices separate you from God. Let me say that one more time. Don't let people's choices of hurting you, manipulating you, abusing you, you know, sitting up there and just downright disrespecting you affect your relationship with God when he didn't do anything wrong. And you're like, wait a minute, Ty, what are you talking about? Because it does this go with, yes, it is because you're being selective. You're sitting up there and you're isolating. You're pointing towards the finger to God and say, well, God, you did this and this and you let this happen. No. It was the choice of your mother, father, whoever it was to do harm to you. And it's hard because God gave us a choice. Now, it's a choice whether you want to give your life to Christ or not. It's a choice for God sitting there and telling you, heart not your heart on today. Accept my son, Jesus, into your life. How do I do that? Go to Romans 10, 10th chapter. 9th verse and 10th verse, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 10th verse, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You have no more time. You see what's going on. You see all the choices and selective hearing. So many people want to get richer. So many people want to do this and do that. And, you know, they're not doing it the way that God wanted it to be done. Now you sitting up here and God is calling you today. And he's saying, come back home. Do you understand that this world is not getting any better? It's getting wickeder and wickeder. It's getting like Noah's days. Solomon Gomorrah dates and you're living in a generation where they've had all these things that has taken their attention, witchcraft, voodooism, tarot cards, Ouija board, movies that are satanic. You even have you know, trying to get children to interact with, you know, all of these different principles, homosexuality, you know, bisexual, LGBTQ, all this stuff that is going and it's manipulating their mindsets. You got pedophiles on different high levels where they're sitting up here and sexually assaulting these children for some years. And you don't think that God is not important? That God shouldn't be placed higher in your perspective of who God is and should be in your life? God said that in his word, he's going to turn you over, my God, to the things that you want to be in. And don't you know the enemy is waiting to kill you, both spiritually and naturally? You died twice because you didn't want to listen, because you didn't want to hold God in a place of self-esteem and be obedient to him. My God, choose to do what's right. Choose to know who God is. Be picky about who you're around, even your friends, business associates, whoever you get into business with, whomever you are around. I mean, just your whole entire atmosphere of your vocabulary, because people, some people are so toxic, they want to bring their trash to your house and dump it. That's being honest. It's just your countenance, your way of being able to function, your how
habitation, the way that you live and work and have you have your inner peace in God. That needs to be protected. What you're working on with God, it needs to be protected. You just can't go out there and make a relationship with someone when you know they're of the world. How can two walk together lest it be agreed? That's in the word. And even the ones that are in the service, that's in the church, that's supposed to be kingdom minded. You got to discern them too. Let me say that one more time. You need to discern them too because they might not be walking like you walking. They not might not be appointed and anointed to be where you're at. They'll use what you have already gained in God and then try to say it was evil. See, it's so many different elements now where people are sitting up here saying, you know, evil is good and good is evil. So you need to have discernment for that. You need to be manifesting and knowing who God is in your life. And then at the same time, asking God point blank, is this part supposed to be here? If not, I got to keep moving. Like I said, be picky in this time and season. Saints of the Most High. Even what you're reading, even, even what you're downloading, even the music, even, even sometimes just the paraphrasing or the different um, words or, or uh, different phrases or wherever you're getting your information from. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. You love on everybody. Yes, that's what the word says. But also, you know what sin is. So call it what it is, it's sin. And because people are starting to open up doors to the enemy, you don't want to be associated with that. You don't want to be a part of that. You, you don't want to dwell around that because it corrupts your good habits. It, it makes your mind falter and it makes your mind wander and makes you go back into those old habits you used to have. You don't want that. It says it in the word, whom the son is set free is free indeed. And I want to stay like that. I want to flow like that. I want to be like that. I don't want to be out here anymore in the world and know what I know and then go to hell and not have God. And I know he's there, but to have my life, my, and my eternal soul to be damned. That's not the way I want to live. That's, that's not the way I want to live. And I know that some people may sit there and, um, Say you're being deep on today, pastor, but I need to be deep because we're in a nice and we're also in awesome and also a horrible time. As one lady told me today, we're in a time period where God is going to give us the revival we need in the land. Give us a second chance. But also, God has already rendered his judgment. He's already prophesied of what's going to happen in the last and evil days. But it's up to you, men and women of God, to answer God's call. Change your ways. The things that are not spoken of and hidden away, you want to change those. And do what God says do. And when he speaks, mm, 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 let nothing hinder you. Not even the ones around you to not hear what God is telling you. To not see what God is telling you. For God not to be able to get into your subconscious conscious and let your visions and your dreams to be able to know that's him. Men and women of God, we're going up levels, people. 
Start ascertaining, start knowing, start grasping what God is telling us. It is almost time for us to go home. Amen. Now, if you love what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating. And also, please leave questions and comments at our website on Facebook. It is written by Latanya Uyola. My name, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A. Last name, U-L-L-O-A. And I also have a Facebook page. Name Latanya L A T O N Y A U L L O A, and this is on Facebook. And please, please, if you have any questions, once again, comments, please contact us, leave us a five star rating, and start you know, just having a conversation. If you think about it and you need, hey, you know, Pastor. I've been thinking about this subject. Hey, can we address this? Or, you know, my children want to hear something also that needs to be addressed. Then let's talk about it. We're on Spotify, Podbean. We're also on, you know, Audibles. Uh, We're going to be also, we're on YouTube. And I mean, we're on various platforms, but we want to make sure you hear us and, you know, you, you know, tap into us and let us know how, how, how you, you know, are, um, how you responding to us. And is this something good that you would like to be able to continue? And, you know, if not, we understand, even if you want prayer or just to be able to, Um, come on and talk or speak to me. Please let me know. And my children are here also, Minuet and Salmi. But thank you so much for everything and do so much for God today. Listen to what God has for you. And please, by all means, be obedient. Do what he says do, not what man's asking you to do. Stop being a people pleaser, but start being a God purpose driven man or woman today. All right. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday. He's never early.